When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi guys, happy Friday and welcome back to another episode of the Freelance Friday podcast. Today I'm joined by the lovely, smart, and super creative Jacqueline Yvette. I found Jacqueline through a Facebook group and I instantly bought her sweatshirt, which a lot of you guys seem to like on the internet. It's my Just Boss sweatshirt, which says, not girl boss, not lady boss, just boss. And that is kind of what started her latest business idea, which is the Just Boss brand, which includes a podcast and apparel line and some other fun stuff. So Jacqueline is here to talk about everything that she's been doing in business for the past six years or so. And she shared so much great advice about connecting with your audience on Instagram and coming up with great ideas. And she is really just a go-getter and I really enjoyed talking with her. So I hope you guys enjoy this interview. And make sure to, as always, open up the show notes once you're done listening and go pay our guests a visit. I really, really love hearing that you guys connect with them after the show. It makes me so happy because I have had so many talented and amazing guests on here. So make sure to head over and say hello to her after you listen. Welcome to the Freelance Friday podcast. My name is Latasha James and I'm your host. This podcast is a deep dive into the challenging, exciting, and oh-so-rewarding world of freelancing. From tips and advice to interviews with the people who are doing it right, this show is for anyone looking to get their hands a little bit dirty and make monetizing their passion a reality. Let's get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Freelance Friday podcast. Today's guest is a brand and marketing mentor, a master of Instagram captions, and someone who I cannot stop watching on Facebook Live. I met Jacqueline Yvette when she introduced a brilliant sweatshirt to me via a Facebook group, which I'm sure that we'll talk about later. But for now, I'd just like to welcome Jacqueline Yvette to the show. Welcome. Thanks for being here. Thanks so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Awesome. So, of course, the sweatshirt that I'm talking about is that iconic Just Boss sweatshirt that, like, literally everyone on my Instagram feed loves so much. <laughs> um, I think that was my most liked Instagram picture of 2017. So, oh my gosh, I love it. <laughs> it's great. And it's super comfy, too. Um, so, that's how I got introduced to you. But can you just take a second to tell us a little bit more about you and what you do and how you really got started in your business? Mm, yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, I've been in business for about six years um, and it all sort of started, <laughs> I mean, I don't even know where to begin, but um, I've always been creative and I've always been entrepreneurial ever since I was a little girl and I never knew exactly what that would look like. I don't think any of us really do. Um, you know, growing up, we, we never usually know where we're going to end up. And um, so I wanted to be an artist and I wanted to be, you know, a vet and I wanted to um, you know, do music or something like that. And I ended up going away to school and I didn't, I didn't have a major. I didn't have a, a 
purpose um, at college. And my major was literally called undecided. Like I was undecided in life and I felt really, really purposeless. Like I didn't know why I was there and I've never been a big partier. um, And I've found that this is kind of true among a lot of entrepreneurs that we don't really, we're not necessarily really into that scene a lot of times. And um, so when I ended up at college with a bunch of people who seemingly didn't really care to figure out, you know, what they were kind of doing. They were just sort of having fun. I was like, what am I doing here? I don't know. (laughs) I don't know what my purpose is. I don't have a path. And I essentially had kind of a breakdown and I just felt this massive lack of purpose. And at the time I didn't call it that, but I just was like, why am I here? What am I doing? And I ended up transferring back home and um, coming back to Chicago from South Carolina. And during that time period, I really did a lot of soul searching and tried to figure out what I wanted to do. And I knew I wanted to help people and I knew I wanted to do something creative. And in the sort of in-between period where I was trying to figure out my life and figure out what school I was going to transfer to and all of that, this was all during college, um, I ended up connecting with some uh, business owners in my area, um, just kind of on a whim. I was shopping actually at a local strip mall and I walked into one of my favorite boutiques and I overheard them talking saying that they didn't have a ton of traffic and that they may have to move locations and that this is going to have to be a temporary location. And I loved shopping there. So I kind of interjected myself and I was like, hey, sorry to eavesdrop, but um I, you can't leave. Like, I love this store. And uh, they were like, well, we, you know, we're not getting a lot of traffic and uh, we need to, we need to switch things up and we don't really know what to do. And I started spitballing ideas. You know, have you, have you uh, invested in PR? You know, have you talked to local businesses nearby to promote each other? Have you done events? Do you have a marketing plan? Are you on social media? Are you doing online sales? All this sort of thing. And they looked at me like I was an alien. And I was like, okay, I'll take that as a no. And they were like, well, can you, can you help us? And I was like, I mean, sure, (laughs) sure I can. And, um, so they ended up being my first kind of unofficial client and we came up with a a bunch of ideas and, uh, they're still there today. And that was, I want to say back in 2012, like late 2012, and um, they didn't have to move. And I mean, I don't take credit for that, but that was like the first, that was the first instance that I noticed that I really, really love helping people to make their big ideas and their businesses and their brands and, you know, what they're so passionate about come to life and, and become something that they can, you know, build a life out of and something that they're proud of. And um, it's a, it's like a piece of them. It's, you know, their baby. And that makes me so happy to see that transformation occur. Um, and so I was so lit up by that, that that week I went to the library and I checked out tons of books and um, started, you know, just digesting all this information about business. And later that week, I met my first mentor um, very randomly at the same library. She was speaking and I went in there and uh, sat down in the back of the room and um, caught the the end of her speech. And I went up to her after the talk and I said, um, hi, my name is uh, Jacqueline and I want to be you in five years. And 
she kind of laughed and she was like, okay. <laughs> and I was like, okay, so do you need an intern? Like, can I help you with something? Can I just do something for you? And she was like, yeah, I think I could find something for you to do. And we ended up uh, working together for a while. And that was my first intro into um, really helping businesses and brands to to grow because that's what she did. And um, I was able to learn from her and then sort of we uh, branched off and I learned a ton more and started, that was my first intro into into online business, but I pretty much fell in love with marketing for creative businesses and, and, you know, business building at that point. And that was just the beginning of the rabbit hole and it all kind of spiraled from there. Um, so that's kind of how it all, how it all began. And I love that you brought up the rabbit hole because I was going to say, it definitely (laughs) seems like you have kind of a lot going on, which is awesome. Um, you know, between work with your personal brand and all of the other great things that you do. So I do have to ask, how do you juggle it all? Like, are there any tools that you rely on or communication tips that you have to share? Mm. Yeah, I mean, we all kind of just figure it out as we go. I mean, there's there's really no sort of secret um, for juggling it. Like you just do it, you know? And um, I mean, so right now, part of your previous question that I, I don't think I totally answered. Um, so my, my main thing is... Um, is brand and marketing mentorship, you know, so I help people to grow their brands and businesses um, and to utilize marketing that comes from a place of realness and authenticity and just who they are as a person, because I think that there's a better way to do business and marketing. And that's coming from more, uh, a more human place. Um, And so that's the main thing that I do. And so I have different um, programs and, you know, courses and things like that. Um, but then, you know, the sweatshirt that you're referring to, that was kind of an accident, actually. I wasn't intending on adding that onto my business. I, I knew in the future that I wanted to have a product line, but I did not know that it was going to happen now. I did not know that it was going to happen the way that it was. It was totally one of those things where it just kind of hits you in the face and you're like, okay, I guess I'm going with that. And it's kind of a funny story. I was playing online with a website that you know, you can use to design apparel. And uh, a friend of mine had been using it and I was like, oh, that's cool. And I was just, you know, testing it out. And I created a mock-up for something and I just threw out, you know, a saying that I liked. And it was, I, I mean, I made it up in 30 seconds. Um, I just wanted to make a, a test version. And uh, I posted it in one of my favorite Facebook groups. And I was like, has anyone used this service before? You know, I really like it. It's super easy. I think you know, it's fun, whatever. And in, you know, an hour, I had hundreds of messages from people like, you need to make that. I want to buy that immediately. You need to press create, like do it. I want to buy it. And so I was like, all right, I mean, sure. And so I created it. And um, next thing I know, you know, these big name um, Instagram accounts are are reposting it. And I was like, okay, I need to, I need to actually get on this, you know, and people really like it clearly. And so I ended up doing that. And now we're, we're branching out into a full line. And my podcast is, um, it's called Just Boss and the clothing line, and it's going to be mugs and things like that too, but it's mainly clothing, um, is called Just Boss. And so Just Boss is expanding into a bigger brand. And again, like I didn't plan on that. You know, <laughs> it's not something that I was like, okay, I want to expand my brand. I'm going to create this this new brand and have it be a part of me and have a, you know, product line and a podcast. And, you know, it just, it's sort of, like you said, the, I mean, the rabbit hole, like it just kind of happens that way and you sort of go with it and follow your intuition and it works out the way it works out. Um, and then certain things fall away, you know? Um, and so I think that's kind of just 
when you have so many things going on, um, it's sort of prioritizing and figuring out what is your intention with each, each thing, you know, there have definitely been things that I have, you know, jumped into where I, I think that it's going to be great. And, you know, I fully admit that, you know, where I, um, start something or have a new project and then something, um, sort of changes and I realize, okay, this isn't quite aligned with what I want to be doing right now. And I let it fall away or my audience doesn't want it. You know, there are plenty of things that I've launched and it's, you know, crickets. And, uh, at this point I do a lot of market research first, but at the beginning, especially I was putting things out there and then, you know, no one would buy it and that's okay. You know, that happens to the best of us. And, um, then, you know, you know, (laughs) I need to create something else. And so I think it really comes down to, figuring out what, what fits for you and your vision, what does your audience actually want? And then, you know, prioritizing, you know, your, your time based on what is most important in that moment and what's going to bring you what you need, whether that's, you know, resources and, you know, cash, or it's going to bring you freedom or time or whatever you're um, seeking from that project at the moment. But it's, it's uh, there. I really don't have any tricks and tips. So if you have any, send them my way because uh, it is a little crazy sometimes. But I wouldn't. I wouldn't have it any other way. Yeah, I agree. I feel like there are certain people who almost just kind of thrive off of that. Like mm-hmm. if I have too much organization and like a day where my calendar is kind of clear, I sort of start to get stressed out. Yeah. <laughs> so it's nice to have a lot of different things going on sometimes. Yeah. Um, and I love that that idea was just sort of random for you. I think some of I know for me personally, like some of my best ideas come that way when I'm Mm -hmm. just in an airport or like just hanging out or doing, you know, just not even necessarily working. I just get these random ideas and it's important to go with your gut for sure. And and if you think it's going to work, just give it a try. Like you said, it's all trial and error anyway. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's all that marketing is, you know, like I have clients who come to me and they're like, okay, so can you guarantee that this is going to work for my audience in this situation? And I'm like, no, you know, no one can ever guarantee that. Like marketing is all testing. You know, you test, test, test. You can use your experiences and your knowledge to, you know, estimate and you can guess what's what's most likely going to be effective, but you really don't know until you test it. And that's the case for everything in business. And sometimes the things that you think are absolutely incredible are you get crickets. You know, I've, I've done that before and I've had clients who've done that before where they go, you know what? I know my audience would love this. This is the greatest thing since sliced bread. Like I need to launch this and something is off and um, it's not as great as you thought it was for that specific person. So it really is all testing for sure. Absolutely. Uh, so can you talk a little bit about what the meaning of the Just Boss, you know, name and brand is all about? Yes. I would love yeah. to to get inside your brain a little bit more about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. So so again, that was like totally out of nowhere. But I dur- during that day or, or hour when I was kind of creating that, I was thinking I had seen something, you know, earlier that day. Um, well, I had seen, you know, a lot of girl boss, boss, babe, you know, and, and this, um, like the, the prefix attached to boss or the, the, um, like, what's it called? Like the identifier that these are women attached to, to the boss, which is great. You know, I think that girl boss and boss babe can be totally empowering to people, you know, like we're women, we're doing it. That's awesome. That's empowering, but it's also kind of an interesting thing. If you think about it, you know, we don't say boy boss, we don't say man boss, you know? And so I started thinking about that and that's mainly because we assume that boss is 
male, you know, and, and I'm not immune to that. I do it too. You know, if one of my friends who has a nine to five comes to me and says, oh, my boss, you know, is whatever being a jerk this week, I, I come back and I say, oh, like, what did he say to you? You know? And so we kind of assume that boss equals male and, you know, boss sounds like a masculine word, right? Like people say boss, that sounds kind of masculine, but I was just sort of feeling sassy that day. And I was like, you know what? No, like we're all just bosses. You know, there's, there's nothing negative about the term girl boss. And if you feel empowered by saying that, or if you feel empowered by boss, babe, I think that that's awesome, but we don't need it. And I think that that's the point is that we're all bosses. Uh, Being a boss does not, you know, have any prerequisites um, of sex. And, you know, we are all we're all just going for it. We're all just doing it. So I think it's just the the brand name stands for simplicity and equal opportunity and um, individuality and individual stories and humanness. And we're all just kind of doing it and we're go-getters and we're going for it. Um, and that's really at the core of what it is. It's not really like a, you know, people ask me, is it a super feminist brand? And I'm like, no, you know, I mean, I'm a feminist. I think that that's, you know, it's great. Um, but feminism is equality. So I'm just, it's not even really like a political statement. It's all just about how we, we're all go-getters. We're all doing it. We don't need the prefix. Um, we're all just, we're all just bosses. And so that's kind of, that's kind of what it's about. I love that. I have never clicked so quickly on <laughs> like emoji <laughs> it was crazy you know like like I said I, I didn't know you you posted in the group and I was just like that's amazing I need this in my life because it resonated so well mm-hmm. um just because like you you know I'm so used to those like preconceived stereotypes about what a girl boss is supposed to look like or sound like or whatever yeah. and and not even you know just beyond um gender too just what a boss in general is supposed to look like i actually just mm-hmm. did an episode on in being in, an introverted entrepreneur like there are so many different personality types and genders and labels that can do this this thing and that's what i love about online business in particular is like everybody can thrive there's room for everyone you know absolutely um, so yeah i love the message behind that that's awesome thank you i appreciate that and i love that you that you get it you know and um i was a little concerned about that i was i was a little nervous that it would alienate people who like the term boss babe and girl boss and you know i still i still use that sometimes you know and i have a shirt that says boss babe on it you know and so it's not um, it's not against anything. It's more so that it, it's about togetherness and just that we're all, we're all doing it. We're all bosses and that's it. So I'm glad that you get it. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. There's no, there doesn't need to be the competition. Like it's not one or the other, like you said, right. I, I love both of those terms too. I use them. So yeah, yeah, very cool. So like I said, in the intro, you also have a really great way of connecting with your following through your storytelling in your captions and in your videos. Mm-hmm. Um, And you made a post recently about authenticity, which I really loved as well. So can you talk a little bit about what that secret is behind that authentic connection that you have? Um, Because I think so so many of us are really searching for that with our audience. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I talk about that all the time. That's kind of my core message is, you know, about messaging and how to really convey who you are and what you do to your to your people. And something that has really, really helped my business and and my clients is, you know, is the idea of storytelling and just sort of sharing who you are and the essence of you and what you stand for, your visions, your passions, your stories with, you know, people who are in your audience. And it's really that simple. And, you know, 
I think we all feel it, that business really is changing. You know, the the industry as a whole, all of these different industries within the business industry are changing. There's a shift happening. It's palpable. You know, no one watches commercials on TV anymore unless it's the Super Bowl. You know, people have streaming services. TV is moving towards mainly streaming. You know, no one watches commercials anymore. No one watch, watches ads. If we do, we fast forward it or we tune out or we, we're on our phones you know, we don't like to be blatantly sold to anymore. You know, people don't, people just don't like that and they tune it out and they don't listen to it and it's ineffective. Um, you know, billboards aren't working that well anymore. You know, the, the traditional way to market to people is changing and it's all moving toward influencers. It's all moving towards individuals who are recommending products and services that they love and sharing their stories and sharing their experiences. And I think it's a beautiful shift that's happening because we're really coming back to you know, that human place, like we all, the the essence of all of us. And I think that that is just amazing. And, you know, that's why, you know, people like to purchase from, you know, a recommendation that Kim Kardashian made on Instagram versus a TV ad, because we want to look at our favorite Instagram blogger or whoever and say, oh man, she really, um, she looks really great in that top. I'm going to go get it from Nordstrom or, you know, she uses that microphone for podcasting. That's really great. Like, you know, I love her podcast. Her sound is awesome. I'm going to use that versus, you know, seeing an ad for that in the Best Buy, you know, pamphlet, you know, people don't read those. So it's, it's, um, it's really interesting seeing the shift that's happening. And so, that has really been a huge part of what's built my business is building relationships with people and being a real human being, you know, connecting with people without an agenda, just wanting to connect with them and get to know people and sharing my stories. And, you know, I don't have this crazy story, you know, it's not like I have this wild out of this world story that people are insanely inspired by. And you don't have to either, you know, my clients are like, well, I don't have this crazy rags riches story or a near death experience or anything like extraordinary to share with people. And you do, I mean, you all really, really do. And it can be something as simple as, you know, today I was at the grocery store and I was standing in line, you know, about to pay for my giant bag of Whole Foods groceries. And I remember just a year ago when I would have been nervous if I had that amount of money to, you know, pay for my groceries in my bank account. And, you know, that, I mean, it's about going to the, going to the grocery store, but it, you can relate it back to your business or back to the message that you're trying to convey. And it doesn't have to be anything crazy or special. It's just about being vulnerable and being real and, you know, authentic is such a buzzword, but it's really true, you know, being authentic. And that is the best way to really connect with people and to have them feel like they know you, like you and trust you. And I always seek to be both a teacher and someone giving value um, and also a friend to people. I want people to feel like they know me and connect, can connect with me. And that truly, I believe, is the best way to build, you know, an, an audience who really gets you. And at that point, I mean, you can you can almost sell whatever you want because it's about you. It's not about the product or, and it's not necessarily even about the service. It's about you showing up for them. And um, I mean, yeah, that's that's how <laughs> that's how I pretty much built my entire business over the past six years. And I feel that these people are my family. You know, I'm, I'm really close with the people who um, are in my you know circle. And um, yeah, I, I would definitely say that storytelling is is key. For sure. I love it. And I, I totally agree with everything that you said. Um, I think that so many people get scared off by the word influencer. They're like, I don't want to sell tea on Instagram. And like, that's, <laughs> that, you know, that's one type of influencer. Sure. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's 
you know, a place for that, of course. But like, I think you are the personification of what an influencer is. And um, even though you're not doing that, like you're influencing people, Mm -hmm. like you said, to buy a podcast microphone or check out a resource or, you know, buy a hair product or whatever Mm -hmm. it is. Um, And I think that's so cool. I think you do such a good job of doing that really naturally. And like, I never feel like I'm being sold to necessarily. Um, So yeah, Yeah. I love it. I love reading your captions and you do such a good job at like really telling a story in your captions. And I think there's an art to that. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, it's, um, it comes with practice and like, that's what happens with any sort of, you know, content creation. And, um, you know, I think that it's, a big thing to remember with that is that it's a two-way conversation. You know, I want to read the comments. I respond to every single comment. Like I want to have that dialogue back and forth. And so I think a lot of people get caught up in like, okay, I just need to, you know, produce, 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 produce. And they put all this content out there and then they, you know, just sort of throw things into the abyss of the online world. And then they don't ask for anything in return. They don't ask, you know, what do you think? Or, Um, has this ever happened to you or what did you do today? Or what is your expertise? You know, they don't ask any questions. And so they're just kind of throwing things out there, but they never give anyone the opportunity, um, you know, the explicit opportunity. Sometimes people take it without, you know, the invitation, but they never invite anyone to, you know, engage with them back. And people are really interesting. I love psychology and I love studying, you know, how people work in general, sociology, I guess. And, it's a lot of people need an invitation. They, they want you to tell them what to do. And so I think a big thing that has made the difference for me is when I put content out there at the end, I always say, do you agree or do you not agree? You know, what do you think about this? What would you like to learn about? Is this interesting to you? You know? And so I, I want to engage with people and it's a genuine interest. It's not just to boost engagement. It's, you know, I really do want to build those relationships. And so I think with that intention of, you know, not, not going into it saying, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to fake being vulnerable and authentic so that people will buy my thing. It's really about having a genuine curiosity and interest in helping people in understanding people in getting to know people. And that results in some real amazing relationships. I mean, in a few weeks, I'm going to San Diego to um, spend a few days sort of masterminding with a bunch of girls who I met online. Like I've only met one of them in person so far. There's like, you know, a handful of us and we're just going to go and stay at an Airbnb and, and talk business. And like, that's crazy to me that we, <laughs> that we all met online. And earlier last summer, I was, um, my friend Melissa's maid of honor and we met on the internet. Like it's, it's crazy what can happen, but I really, really can't drive home hard enough that it, it's, it's all about relationship building and, and that's everything that's business. You know, that's, that's all it is. Yeah, for sure. Um, Definitely. I think that it's super easy to forget, like you said, that social media is it's social media. Social Social. means you have to talk and engage with each other. (laughs) And yeah, it's a two way street. You know, content creation is hard. Taking the great photos and creating these great videos and these podcasts, it takes a lot of time and effort. But you got to put in, you know, the same amount of effort to nurturing your audience, too. Mm -hmm. Um, So I have to ask the question, though, like, are you online all the time? And how do you avoid being becoming burnt out from that? You know, because it has to take a lot of time and energy. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm not online all the time for sure. Um, And, you know, I'm definitely online a few times a day, um, but I fit it into my life. You know, I'm a human first and a business second. So when I am living life and, you know, doing things, I'm just kind of documenting, you know, I'm documenting things as I, as I go this morning, I was reading a book and having a drink in the morning. And, you know, I 
put that on Instagram. And then I told people about what I'm doing today and that I was coming on your podcast and stuff. So, you know, I'm just sort of documenting what's happening and, and you kind of engage with people in that way, just letting them know what you're up to. And I think it's important to show your face like once a day, um, you know, because there's so much noise, as you know, and people will forget about you. And so, you know, being there and sort of showing up for them shows that you're reliable, you're able to build that relationship with people and you just have to kind of kind of be there. And, you know, I don't um, I don't see it as work at this point because it's fun. I, I really enjoy it. And I think that that's a big key to it too, is that you have to really like it. And, you know, if it feels like a chore, it's going to be one. And then, you know, you have to feel like you're taking time out of your day, like, oh, I have to go post on Instagram, you know, and I'll be honest, you know, I, I'm not as consistent as I should be with, you know, posting an actual post on Instagram, but things like Instagram stories and, you know, making a quick post on Facebook or whatever, it's, it's fun for me. And so I just kind of do it when, I have a few minutes of downtime or, you know, I'm, I'm waiting in line somewhere or waiting for my coffee order or, or you know, going for a walk outside. I, I go for walks a lot. And so when I'm outside, I, you know, take my phone with me and I always get a lot of ideas on the walk. And so I'll jot down a bunch of ideas or I'll quickly jot out a post. And then, you know, when I get home, I'll flesh it out and just post it. And that takes me like five minutes. And then I just pick a photo. And so, you know, it, it, it fits into my life. Um, and then I set times where I go back and respond to comments or, you know, do this and do that. And I'm, I'm admittedly not, not the best with time management. It's something that I've always struggled with and I'm always trying to get better with productivity and, and managing my time. And luckily right now I'm single and it's just, you know, me and my cat and I can, <laughs> I can like, you know, schedule my time in the way that I, that I want. But you know, when you do have other things vying for your attention, like a partner and kids and maybe even a nine to five job, it really, really matters to to prioritize your time and to be really productive when you do have time to work on these things. But in answer to your question, no, like I'm, I'm not online all the time. Um, definitely just in little spurts here and there. And um, I really think it, it just pays to be um, deliberate and discerning with the time that you have. Um, you know, I'm, I'm sure, you know, you know, as <laughs> being in business, like I'm realizing quickly that growing up, I always thought, you know, we have so much time, like money is the hardest resource to hang on to, to attain all that sort of thing. And now being in business, it's the opposite money. Money can always be made. It can always come. It's the time, time we will never, ever get back. You can't generate more time. And so that's, a big key, I think. Oh my gosh, yes. Time is a thief for sure. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, I feel like Instagram stories have really changed the game. They have for me because like you, like I'm just not the most, well, first of all, I feel like you're very consistent, <laughs> definitely well, more you. consistent than me. But but yeah, I feel like it is, it's really hard to, for me at least, it's really hard to produce all that great content and, and all of that for Instagram. But mm-hmm. the stories make it just a really quick, kind of touch point with your audience. And I also feel like they're really interactive. Like people are very quick to respond if I ask a question or ask for a recommendation or something. So I love Instagram stories and yours are really great too. Thank you. Yeah. They're really fun. Mm -hmm. I was, I was really excited about Snapchat and then I got kind of bored with it. And, you know, Snapchat had that flaw where, you know, you couldn't really find new people very easily and you couldn't, you know, explore you know, super, super well. And so Instagram totally fixed that where you can, you know, watch anybody's story and you don't have to like look up what their name is. And it's a lot more of an, of a network and it's connected to an Instagram 
profile. So it's just, I mean, I jumped right from Snapchat over to Instagram stories and I was like, this is 10 times better. I love it. And the poll option is fantastic. I use that for market research all the time. I always want to know, you know, for my audience, what do they want more of and um, what can I help them with? And do they, you know, want more of this or that? And um, so I love the poll feature and the ability to customize things and, you know, it's all, it's very fun. I'm enjoying it a lot. And like you said, it's very quick and it's a little, you know, touch point where people can feel like they got their little dose of you for the day, but it's not, it doesn't take much from you. I mean, it's, it's just fun. You know, like I enjoy doing that throughout the day. So for sure. And before we get into what's next for you, um, yeah. cause I'm really excited to hear about what's on the horizon for you. Can we talk a little bit just about the technical side of things? I know that mm-hmm. Everybody is freaking out over these algorithms and all these processes and all of that. So, you know, I know that you do a lot of Facebook Live and we've been talking about Instagram a little bit. Do you have any advice or any tricks for making sure that your content actually gets seen on those platforms? Yes, yes. The number one is to be consistent to, you know, well, I guess let's back up. Find out where your audience is, first of all, you know, the bread and butter. Who is your audience and where are they? You know, you're not going to be on Twitter if your audience frequents Instagram stories, <laughs> you know. And so I think number one is figuring out where is your audience? Who are they? Who are you trying to talk to? Where are they? When are they there? You know, if they have a nine to five job, typically they're, then don't go live on Facebook at 2 p.m. Um, so, I mean, figuring out the timing and, and the place is, is key, but then also consistency, you know, people will forget about you. And I think I get a lot of people who, you know, my clients in particular, who, who are kind of like, I don't want to go live every day, or I don't want to go live four times a week. Or if I'm posting every day, am I going to bug people? And I'm like, dude, you are not Obama. You know, you're not that important. Like (laughs) none of us are that special. You know, people don't care that much. If they don't want to read your stuff or watch your video, then they won't. They'll scroll by. It's, you're not going to just like amass a bunch of haters because you're forcing your content down their throat. You're not like they can unfollow you too. You know, if they feel really offended that you're posting every day, they'll block you. So, you know, who cares? Yeah. And do you want people like that? following no. you anyway who like are gonna be annoyed by you I mean that's that's no. a strange concept to me for sure <laughs> exactly exactly so you know being consistent allows you to really find those people and filter through your audience from people who are just kind of like lukewarm on you to people who are like I want to watch her every video I want to read all her posts she totally resonates with me you're speaking right to me you know you kind of filter your audience when you get more consistent and you also build the trust factor. You know, if people see that you're showing up for you, they believe that you're going to show up for them. And so the consistency there is really, really big. Um, and then, you know, with with getting your your content seen, the third thing is just creating really, really good content. You know, most people like to complain about the algorithm constantly, but, you know, the main reason that your content isn't getting engagement is probably because the people who are seeing it don't like it that much, you know, so they're not engaging with it. And, you know, it's not like your content is being blocked from everybody. So the point is to make content that you know your audience is going to go nuts for. It's super, super valuable and they can't help but share it and comment on it and have, you know, reactions to it and all of that sort of thing. The algorithm is always going to be changing. That's always the case. We just have to kind of roll with the punches, you know, with that. Um, And, you know, we don't own our social platforms. So, you know, just a side note, I always tell people get an email list, get on YouTube, um, you know, vary your locations where you're sharing content, because if Instagram decides to just, you know, do something that you don't like, and all of your business is on Instagram, then you're, you're out of luck, you know. 
And so always vary where your content is coming from, but um, the algorithms, algorithm is always going to be changing, but it's up to you to be consistent, to create really, really good content that people want to engage with, um, have engagement cues. You know, I always do that on Facebook Live where I'll say, if this is resonating with you, let me know. Let me know who you are. Let me know where you're watching from. Put your name below, you know, say hi. Do you like this? Yes or no? You know, and you can have people engage with you. Um you know, so that you can, you know, boost your content, you can get some feedback from them. Um, but I think that that's really, you know, that's what I've been doing to kind of um, battle that. I love that. And I love what you said. Um, if you're not showing up for yourself, you know, how are they going to know that you're going to show up mm-hmm. for them? That's a really great point, point. And I've never thought about it that way. Um but yeah, that's a really great way of looking at things. I love that. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's interesting. Like, if you if you think about um, a friend, you know, if these people are your friend, if you think about a, a friend, like let's say from college, who um, hasn't talked to you in five years, and then they just call out of the blue, and you're and they're like, "Hey, what's up? So I'm doing this thing. Would you want to buy this from me?" <laughs> You'd be like, "Who are you? What are you doing here? <laughs> you know, why are you asking me to buy something?" It would be a little alarming but if you talk every day or every you know week even once a week and you just kind of check in ask how they're doing provide value to their life then they're much more likely to be like hey girl I'll support you like I would love to buy your sweatshirt I would love to get on your podcast I would love to do this or that for you you know it's all relationship building and so you know if you're flaky on yourself if you're inconsistent with your own business especially if you're a business professional like I am helping people to grow their businesses and brands so if I don't show up for me then what's to say I'm going to help them show up for them? You know, I need to lead from the front and be the leader and the example. And then they see that, wow, she's really consistent. Wow, she has great storytelling skills and is, you know, I feel like I know her. I want my business to look like that. And so, you know, people people believe that, you know, you can help them with what you are already doing, you know, and so showing up for for you and for, for them in your space shows you that you're a trustworthy, reliable person and you're, you're really um, indirectly building that friendship by showing them that you, that you are trustworthy. Love it. So let's talk a little bit about what you have going on in the future. I know you mentioned your podcast briefly. So what can we expect from that and from the Just Boss line and every, all the other cool things that you have going on? Yeah. Yeah. So the biggest thing right now is Just Boss. And so Just Boss is a brand um, for go-getter entrepreneurs or aspiring entrepreneurs. It's essentially a brand for um, personal development and, um, you know, it has an entrepreneurial lens, but it's it's mainly personal development focused and um, it's a product line. It's a podcast. Um, And so the podcast is Just Boss, the podcast, and that will be launching probably as soon as next week. I'm extremely excited about that. Um, And I would love to have you on as well. And uh, so that's happening soon. I'm very excited about that. And it will essentially be, as I said, personal development focused, you know, with an entrepreneurial lens, but it's really focused on, on what I talked about with you today, um, you know, storytelling and bringing the humanness back to business and your brand and just really building building a brand and business out of who you are. And one thing that I think is really lacking in the entrepreneurial industries is that, you know, we see the end result all the time. You know, we see Gary Vee, we see Oprah, we see Ellen, and we look at these people who we admire and we go, oh my gosh, that's so far away from where I am. 
that is light years from here. I have no idea how I could even see myself getting there. I don't know what that journey would look like. How did they do that? You know, and it, it's strangely hard to find how people went from ground zero to, you know, where they are now. It's just, it's hard to find that information. There really isn't a lot of info about, you know, the stories that people have, how they've got there, you know, and it, not even like the nitty gritty, but just sort of how, where did they come from? You know, <laughs> where did they come from? How did these people land on the scene? And how did they really get started in this? How did they discover their passion for this? And, you know, what was the first step they took? What were their biggest struggles? All that sort of thing. Um, and so I really want to allow the podcast to be an opportunity for people to hear the stories from, you know, some some top entrepreneurs and different types of entrepreneurs, especially people who are thinking, you know, this is something I want to do, not even really sure what I want to do yet, or even if they're active in, in you know, business. And, you know, it, I think it's helpful for any type of, of entrepreneur at any level to really hear people's stories and to bring it back to the people perspective and, you know, just sort of hear that we all go through the same things. We all go through, you know, mindset struggles and hurdles and, um, you know, imposter syndrome and all of those sort of things. So, one part of the pod podcast that I'm most excited about is story time uh, Saturday or Sunday. I haven't decided yet, but uh, either on Saturday or Sunday, I'm going to release an episode every single week that is all about story. And so it's going to be an interview that's extremely free flowing, like no questions even from me. I'm just going to say, all right, tell us your story, include whatever you want to include, but tell us where you began um, or, you know, tell us where you are now first and then tell us how you got there. And they can include as much or as little as they want. And they can just tell us, you know, the, their story. And I think that that is so, so helpful for people um, who need to just kind of hear where they came from and how, how that all happened. So that's, that's a piece of the podcast. And then the rest of it is going to be all about doing life like a boss and, you know, just living, living like a boss in, in many different areas, whether it's in business or just in life or relationships or, you know, tackling anxiety like a boss or, or mass, you know, mastering creativity like a boss, uh, being super productive like a boss. And so those will be the, the core episodes. And then I'll do some Q&A with me and some interviews and then the story, story ones every weekend. Um, so that's the podcast. And then the product line we mentioned earlier, it's going to be uh, mugs, prints, hats, t-shirts, sweatshirts, that sort of thing with the uh, signature um, saying, not girl boss, not lady boss, just boss. And then we're going to be opening up some more sayings um, and quotes later on. Um, and all of that is launching within the next week or so. And so that is the, that's the first, the first thing that I'm focusing on at the moment. So stay tuned for that for sure. Oh my gosh. I am so excited for both of those things. Um, <laughs> I cannot wait to listen to your podcast and I would love to be on it as well. Um, yeah. I love finding new podcasts and I think you have Me some too. really awesome things to share. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. To everyone listening, you will not be disappointed. Um, I've tuned into enough of your Facebook videos to know <laughs> that it's going to be great. So. Thank you so much. Yeah, Cool. So, and I will be sure to, um, the podcast might already be live by the time this episode goes live. And if that's the case, I'll be sure to link it in the show notes, of course. And before we go, do you want to let everyone know where else they can find you on the interwebs? Absolutely. Yeah. You can find me on Instagram. I love Instagram, obviously, um, at Jacqueline underscore Yvette. 
And uh, that's J-A-C-Q-U-E-L-I-N-E underscore Y-V-E-T-T-E, super French. <laughs> and uh, so you can find me on Instagram. You can also um, find me on Facebook and just search my name and and holla at your girl over there. Um, but feel free to go to my website too at jugglinivet.com. Um, it is undergoing a rebrand, but when the uh, launch happens, it will all be back up there for you. Wonderful. And like I said, I'll be sure to include all those links in the show notes as well. So thank you so much for being on. This was really fun. I feel like I learned a lot and um, I know everyone else will too. Yay. So yeah, thank yeah. thanks so for being much. on. And I'm so excited to hear your podcast. Thank you so much. This was so fun and I hope it was valuable to your people and I'm excited to connect with more of you. Yes. Awesome. Well, have a great day and I'll talk to you soon. You too. Bye. Bye. And that's it for this episode of the Freelance Friday podcast. I hope you enjoyed. If you did, make sure to let me know. Rating this podcast is a huge help and you can also tweet me at a journey east with comments, questions, or suggestions for future episodes. Lastly, make sure to join my private Facebook group, Money Making Micro Influencer, if you're interested in elevating your influence and taking charge of your personal brand. There are so many like-minded, bright individuals in there, and it's a place I love to offer up free advice and a little bit of extra fun into. You can find it by searching Facebook for Money Making Micro Influencer. It'll also be linked in the show notes. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next time.